0: to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee balkum as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Many times when people contact me about working on their marriage, they kind of tell me the reasons they don't think they can. They're basically giving me all of the the excuses that come to their mind that keep them from taking action. They're thinking they're legitimate excuses, but usually there are some pretty major flaws in them. But these are their reasons for not taking action, and one of them is uh, this idea of delaying the inevitable. (laughs) So I had somebody said, why should I work on my marriage? Because it's just going to delay the inevitable. Well, I'm going to work and work on this only to have it in any way, and then I'll be heartbroken. So why should I even put in the effort? And it's that idea of delaying the inevitable that often lodges in people's minds, that they, they think that what if you work on it and you just get to the same place? Now, there is some reason for people to think that. Maybe you've tried something in the past. Maybe your spouse said, I'm not happy, and you tried to uh, do some things to work back from that, and things had gotten a little bit better, you were communicating better, and then you slid back to your old patterns. That's often the case for couples. In In fact, many people find that that is a repetitive thing in life. It's about whenever we change habits, we sometimes go right back to those old habits because they're the easy way for our brain to deal with things unless we make true and real changes. It's part of the reason that sometimes people discover that they are constantly pulled back into addictions. You know, you talk to people who try to quit smoking and you realize that it's usually not the first time they try that they succeed. Or people who decide that they need to change how they eat, it's usually not the first time that it happens. In fact, one of the reasons that people make real and permanent changes is because suddenly they realize that things really are that bad that they suddenly are aware that things really are at risk, that maybe they thought that they weren't so bad. And so we have a medical crisis or a relationship crisis or something that points out to us that, no, things really are this bad. And then we start to make changes. But for many couples, this isn't the first crisis. Most marriages don't uh, find themselves on the verge of divorce in the first fight or the first disagreement or the first hurt or the first hurdle to getting to something new. Now, let me just be very clear here. When I'm talking about this, let me give you some statistics. About 100%, about 100% of marriages have difficulties, right? We all have difficulties in marriage. About 50% of those people will either find a way to work it through or live with it. Now, that's, that's the facts. You know, about half of marriages will end in divorce. But all of us, all marriages have difficulties, have disagreements. That's the nature of living intimately with somebody, and the question is whether we find the right dance together, not how to limp along in the old dance, but how to find a new dance that works for us. So is it really inevitable? I mean, are you really only delaying the inevitable if you work on that? Let's talk a little bit about what I think about the inevitables. On a pretty regular basis, like nearly every day, I exercise and I exercise and take care of myself in part because I am truly trying to delay the inevitable. I'm trying to, to let delay when I might get sick and certainly when I'm going to die. I want to put that off as long as possible so that I can have as full a life as possible. And the reason I'm trying to delay the inevitable is because it is absolutely inevitable. You and I and everyone around us will face death. There's no way around that. But for something to be inevitable, it has to be something that cannot be avoided. Now, back to the exercise. Delaying the inevitable is not the only reason I exercise. I also do it because it allows me to enjoy life more. I've realized that there are many things that happen in life where I'm able to go further than other people because I'm in better shape than some other people. Not everybody, but for some other people. And so maybe I can hike further or enjoy something longer or bike faster or do something else that will allow me to keep going. And it allows me to do other things in life with greater enjoyment. So if I have a basic level uh, of health, then I'm able to move around with less pain. Uh, I'm able to do more things in life. A lot more is open to me because I happen to be in better shape. I also have more capacity because of that have more energy during the day. I can get more things done and do it for more time, which allows me, and this is the big one, to make a difference in the world. I am not able to escape death. So the question for me is what I can do between here and dying. How much of a difference can I make in the world? How much of a difference can I make in the lives of those I love? How much can I make a difference for those in my immediate surroundings? If I'm in better health, I'm able to do more of that. Now, better health in in comparison to if I did nothing. So part of my task of staying and being healthy is not just because I'm trying to delay the inevitable, but because I want to do more in the world. At the very minimum, I get to enjoy this moment much more by being in better shape, which is a little different than some other things. For instance, and on our back porch, for years, we had this rotting column and I kept trying to kind of paste it along. You know, I didn't want to replace it because I knew it was going to be a pain. They're going to have to jack it up and, and do all this work to get it done. So I kept, kept trying to paste it up. You know, we, we would add reinforcements to it and, and wrap things around it to keep it together and uh, put new screws in it to kind of keep the pieces together and all those things. And basically at that moment, I truly was delaying the inevitable. But here's the cool thing. I could make it a non-issue anymore. Eventually, we had people who came and they actually did the full repair. They made it so that that pillar is now a a strong pillar. It's holding up the back part of a house. And so we no longer were trying to patch it together. Our patio is now safe and secure because we actually did replace that. We, We came in and did the fix. The patio is the same. Everything else is the same. But that pillar, that one thing that was in trouble got replaced. And so we could either delay the inevitable of it finally crumbling and causing a problem, or we could actually do something that would make a true difference. Or my friend, my friend brought an old rotting house, decided to rehab it. And instead of delaying the inevitable of kind of moving in and allowing the walls and everything to fall around behind around him, he stripped the whole walls all the way back to their studs. He took the house all the way back to its foundation and he started building again. Because what was in there was crumbling around him and needed to be replaced. It wasn't inevitable that the house had to crumble, but some things had to drastically change in order to have that from happening. Now, here's kind of the myth. People come to me and say, you know, if we could just get back to where we were, everything would be okay. If we could just be, get back to that old relationship, everything would be okay. And they always give me a time when that was okay. You know, if we could get, just get back to three months ago or a month ago or a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago, at some point they look back and they say, if we could just get back to that place, then everything would be okay. So to burst that little bubble, that's not where you want to get to because where you were got you to where you are. And going back to where you were will only get you back to where you are. And that is only about delaying the inevitable. It's not about getting to that old place. It's not about revisiting that. That's not what you want to do. If you are only here to avoid the inevitable or delay the inevitable... That's what you do. You try to go back to an old place. Let's just pretend like that never happened. Let's pretend like that affair never happened. Let's pretend like that fight never happened. Let's pretend like that uh, what disagreement or that whatever never happened. That doesn't change anything because all of those events happened based in the reality of the relationship as it was at that moment. It wasn't able to sustain full growth. So we have to find somewhere new, and that really is the task of saving your marriage, finding a new relationship, not a different person, (laughs) but a new relationship between you. So I always think that there are three options in life, and this came to me one day when I was in a very miserable job. I won't go into all the details because I've talked about it before, but I was ready to quit. I was so tired of what I was doing, dealing with people who did not want to be in my office, doing things that were not enjoyable to me, making no difference, and coming back the next day and doing it again. And it occurred to me as I was staring out at the twilight evening hours, the sun was setting once again. I'm staring out in this little cubbyhole of, cubby of a house or of a room that I was in, in this, this large building, all by myself, up on the top floor, away from everyone. I was staring out the window, and I realized that I had a couple of options. The first option that occurred to me is that I could leave. I could just quit that day. I could turn in my resignation, type it up, walk it downstairs, leave, and never come back. I could quit. That was my first option. Option number two, I could suck it up. I was getting a paycheck. My family needed the paycheck. I needed a job. I needed to be doing something. So I could suck it up and just keep doing it, knowing that the results were always going to be the same, that nothing was truly moving forward. But I could do that. I could keep moving forward. And then as I sat there, it occurred to me that the third option was that I could do something completely different in that place. I could take what I was doing and transform it into something powerful Instead of it being where I was, maybe I could stop it being a dead end and make it into something huge. Now, this program was talking with clients who had been referred to me by the court system. So they didn't want to be there. They didn't see the need for help. And their family didn't want to be there and didn't see the need for the help. But what if I took that nugget and built something bigger? And so I created a family life center where we did family therapy and family education and other programs for people who actually did want to be there. Once I built that, and it took a while to build it, I realized that I had uh, been restricted by option one and option two. Option one would be, uh, you know, just breaking loose. It's kind of giving up on a relationship for your your agenda. Uh, Or option number two was for both of you, just suck it up and kind of live the way you've been doing, which is really about delaying the inevitable. Number three, though, is to build something completely new, to find what really makes a difference for the two of you, to build a relationship that would be sustaining and loving for both of you. That was my third option expand into something that's worthwhile, something that's powerful, something that can make a difference. And that's the challenge in a marriage in trouble is to find option number three. I believe that option three is always the magic for us throughout life. When we're stuck looking for option three is a magical place. The third option is not about delaying the inevitable. It's not at all about returning to where you've been. It's about building something new. Oh, and by the way, along the way, you also transform yourself. So I freely admit that there is no way I will save 100% of marriages for people who use my material. I also will tell you that I will give you the tools to transform yourself and potentially transform the relationship into something that you haven't known before. My feeling is that if you're able to step into that, it's absolutely worth it, even if the relationship doesn't make it. But what if it does? What if you create the marriage that you can treasure and your family can see and your kids can see and the the value that is in there by demonstrating the power that a relationship can have, the strength that a relationship can have? That's what happens when we step into building something new. That's the capacity that we have when we take the risk. You see, when we're afraid of just delaying the inevitable, we're allowing fear to whisper in our ear. So when you stop listening to the whisper, you may find something else calling you, something bigger, something calling you to something greater. If you've been locked in the struggle for a while, it can be hard to see that. But this isn't about delaying the inevitable. It's the potential for transformation. It's the potential for finding something new in life that you didn't even know about. Delaying the inevitable is playing the old game, using the old patterns, relating the old way. But what happens if you can do transformation? What happens when you find the third option? Many people come to me saying, If you can tell me that I can save my relationship, I will absolutely do it. And I tell everybody, I can't tell you that you will save your relationship, but I can tell you that if you do nothing, what happens? You can't save your relationship. The process of seeing if there's something on the other side begins when you step forward. That takes courage. I believe that this process of saving a marriage is courageous action because you have to face your fears. One of your fear is, what if I'm just putting off the inevitable? But there's something calling within you, something deeper within you saying, I think there's something that could be here. I believe our relationship deserves a chance. I want to take the risk. So the question is between wanting to take the risk and allowing the fear to dictate to you. I never find fear to be a very good friend. Never find it to be a very good advisor. Just telling you that this is important, something you need to attend to not something you need to run from. That's the sole reason that I created the Save the Marriage System, because I watched too many marriages get to the place where they were limping it along or they were giving up on it without giving it a real shot because they didn't know what to do. My belief was if people know what's possible, then they can step into what's possible, but you can't step into what you can't see. You have to be able to see a new place to go. You have to be able to see that third option. That's what the system's about, helping you find that third option, which is where we come to my invitation. If you've already got my system, I hope that this is a reminder for you to dig in. It's not about delaying the inevitable. It's about transforming it into something else. But if you're here listening and you haven't grabbed my system, I'm inviting you to do that because this is about transformation. This is about change. Not only that, but it's about getting the tools to do that. So as you go through and grab my system, and you can find my system by going to savethemarriage.com. Savethemarriage.com. You start the process there. As you go through the process, I'm going to make an offer to you of giving you a week free of my virtual coaching program. That's where I have a whole set of tools and where we jump on a conference call and talk about where you're stuck. We have a process of working you through that so you get the feedback you need. Not only that, but if you go ahead and grab my system, I'll also have one of my coaches contact you to set up a get started session. It's about a 20, 15, 20 minute session just to make sure that you're, you're getting in there and going. These are fully trained coaches. They come to me already accomplished coaches and then they learn how to use my system to help one more step. They'll have that call. It's, no, it's complimentary. It's just because we want to make sure you're getting started. It's just a kind of a bonus for you, but you want to go and take advantage of that. So if you're ready for something new, if you're not just kind of trying to delay the inevitable or you've given up on the process, and by the way, if you're here, you haven't given up on the process. That's why you're here. So go ahead and decide that it's about transformation and you're ready to get started and grab my Save the Marriage system at SaveTheMarriage.com that savethemarriage.com this is lee balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage you've been listening to save the marriage podcast for more information and help please visit us at savethemarriage.com